in good company. Honest and transparent conversations between two good mates on an entrepreneurial journey together. Join Lisa Cordoff and myself, Carly Nimmo, while we explore what it means to create, grow and keep good company. Life and business is better when you're keeping good company. So, we have been asked a question in the KGC group and we aren't really sure where this is going to take us. It feels like a very loaded question and one that is quite prickly and we're not sure we have the answers to it, to the question. Once again. Once again. (laughs) But that's what we're all about, right? Like unpacking this thing called life and business. So Lisa, do you want to share with us what Emma Kate wrote in the group? Emma Kate, if you want some background, um, is in an earlier episode. Oh God, I wish I knew what number it was. Hang on. Neil cut We'll link to it in the show notes. Oh yeah, we'll link to it in the show notes. That could be a good idea. All right. So you'll find a link in the show notes to that episode. Uh, so do you want to share the question, Lise? Yeah. So Emma Kate runs a service called Food Connect. Really ethical, amazing business, connecting farmers with city folk. Awesome. Great episode. So she says, I'd like more discussion about spirituality and business. Sometimes business employs the dark arts of greed and rampant competition and pushing an agenda that creates poor or unintended consequences down the track. How does your version of spirituality enhance or limit your decision-making when there's shitloads of bills to pay. Whoa. Okay. So much in that. So much in it. What comes up for you like straight away? So straight away for me comes up the idea of integrity. Um, And, you know, this is something that I've struggled with myself, to be honest. I always feel a deep responsibility to the people that I serve. And, and so in order for me to be running a, a business that is aligned with me, integrity is really important. So that is the space that I run my business from. And if something isn't feeling in integrity for me, I don't do it. And often that has meant that my path to financial wealth (laughs) has been longer and more windy than if I just did what was necessary in order to make a buck. So for me, it's like I totally get what Emma Kate is saying because business can be full of greed and it definitely can be full of rampant competition and it definitely can be not a very fun space to be in you know when I think about which was one of the driving factors of us actually starting this podcast was you know if you look at some of the big corporations out there they treat their people like shit there isn't a lot of they're just another number to them they you know they put up these fucking vision and mission statements but then they don't live aligned with that their businesses aren't aligned the people at the bottom of the business have no fucking say so there that is absolutely part of business right now in the current paradigm that we're operating in no question about it something that makes me really angry actually if you can't tell <laughs> there's some charge here this is carly's serious voice right <laughs> yeah, this is my serious teacher voice <laughs> um but but then i get to change that 
I get to bring, I get to keep good company. I get to hire people who I can change their lives through the income that they make through working for and with me. Um, and same goes for the people that I serve. I can improve their lives. Sadly, maybe sadly, maybe not. Money does talk in this world right now. And in order for me to, you know, I've been in those situations where cash flow just feels like it's like I'm hanging by a, a noose of cash flow issues where I've felt totally suppressed in what I was doing, uh, creatively by needing to pay bills. It's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling at all. And if you're in that feeling right now, not just Emma Kate, but anyone, um, God, I send you so much love because it sucks, right? Like it sucks to be in that space where you just don't know how you're going to be paying your next bill. And I guess this is where for me, it's like, I don't really have any answers around this other than just show up for what you want to create in this world. If, if you feel like there's greed and, and rampant competition and negative stuff kind of happening, show up for the light. Show up for what you want to create in this world and know that it's, it's okay. Like money can be used for good, right? And for me, I, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I, I feel like my life prior to maybe the last year was very much centered around external success. And because I wasn't making that external success happen in that, you know, still renting, um, not having expensive holidays, not wearing designer clothes, et cetera, et cetera, not looking externally successful from a, a material perspective, which was what I really was basing success on before, I felt like a real failure. But when that, when that, is internal, when success is defined by what's happening internally, then I don't know, there was some freedom in that for me, for me to be able to go, you know what, it doesn't matter. It, it really, it really wouldn't matter if uh, I was living in a tent city, providing I'm being of integrity. However, I don't really want to live in a tent city. I don't really want to be hand to mouth every week. And I don't believe that sacrificing myself financially is of service to anyone either. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. When you were so panicked about money, mm. you didn't have the freedom no. to get experimental. To yes. That was really your focus. It's really, really hard when you're under financial stress to let go. You did. You ended up absolutely doing that and it's led you to a much better path. But it's an ex it's I think having my basic needs taken care of allows me to show up creatively for the people that I serve, to think of new ideas, to, th to, to be able to pivot when it's time to pivot. It is, and that's yeah. the benefit of having your own business. You can, you know, we're not, we don't have set incomes. We, I feel like I get to say, this is what I would like to earn. 
And then I go about creating income streams to support that. So what I feel like a really big shift happened for me in this when before the last round of um, the Small Steps membership, I just put it out there and asked if there were any members who were happy to to share a video testimonial about how Small Steps has helped them. And I swear to you, that process was like, <laughs> I don't believe in, in God as a God, but it was like a religious, it, it was like this really spiritual experience for me to re- to be able to receive what they were saying was yes. very new. Because, yeah, because you have struggled with that in the past, right? Like um, you would, when people would come to you and say, oh, my God, amazing launch, loved it, you would go, oh, yeah, that was Mel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was mostly Can't Mel. Own it. Can't own it. Can't yeah. own it. Or because I had new branding or because this and that and the other. Um, yeah, let, let go of that story. But it was more that for $27 a month or $247 a year, I have given women a life-changing experience. Now, Emma Kate provides a service that is life-changing for the people who purchase it They are getting quality produce that without a shadow of a doubt is affecting their health and longevity and gives them something so valuable, which is connection to the source of their food. It is absolutely changing the life of farmers who are growing that stuff. We forget the value that we create for people way beyond the product or service that we're creating. And it is okay to earn income from that. It's okay to earn income beyond what you need to live day to day. I can tell you for sure that people in my mastermind in the US who are earning like millions of dollars, they struggle with this whole concept of earning too much money because all of them went into doing what they do just because they wanted to serve people, not because they wanted to be millionaires, but they we all start off in that same place of like, I've just got something to say, or I just know I can help people in this way, or what, like I've got this knowledge, I just want other people to, I just want to be able to share it. And then, and then when wealth is created on the back of that, it brings up all the mucky stuff. Now, I work with people who, and I partake in online marketing. And I do things that sometimes make me feel a little bit weird. But what I know for sure is that if I am not doing that, and if I'm not aiming to connect and to sell, then the people who need my product will never know about it. And they'll never have the transformation that they that I can provide for them. So my job is to show up in a way where the right people get the right message at the right time. And I see the whole sales process as like this awesome experiment. I find it a creative process. I love it. I love thinking about ways to add huge amounts of value for free and then invite people to take the next step with me. That's how I see it in my head. And whenever anything feels really wrong, well, I mean, I just... I wouldn't do it, but it all feels fun. Like there's nothing. Has it ever felt shit? Um, yeah, it feels shit 
when I know it's not having the intended consequence. So, for example, last year, at the end of last year, burnt out and I was launching the membership and I just thought, you know what, I just feel like I'm just going to give everyone one of the um, e-courses from within the membership so that they can see what it's like. I didn't do any normal challenge type stuff, so I didn't build any of the strategy in that I know is necessary for people to get a great result on the back of a, of a free challenge. I just literally just gave them access to the, the breakfasts e-course, which was also the first week of, of Small Steps to Whole Foods back in the day. It's got the best content. It's amazing. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to give it. And then if people love it, they're just going to buy. And as soon as it started kicking off, I just knew it wasn't hitting the mark. I knew I hadn't shown up in a way where I could really get these people results in a free challenge experiment. The crazy thing is with that stuff is that the less you give, the better results they have. And that can feel weird. It's like, I just want these people to have the information. I just want them to have a great result. I want them to have a really good time. But there are ways in which I have learned that you need to do that in order for them to to get the benefits. Slamming them with what I slammed them with wasn't going to be the way to do that. So I went into it in a, I guess, sort of lazy way. And I wasn't thinking about them. I was thinking about me and what would be the easiest thing for me to roll out. And that's okay sometimes too. It's totally fine for that to happen. But when you put a lot of effort into getting a group of people together and you promise them something and they don't get the intended consequence, that feels shit. And that's where strategy comes in. You know, there's things that I've learned about how to get people that behavior change or how to get them the good result that feels salesy, but it actually gets them (laughs) the result. So, yeah, I guess that's when it can feel a little bit shit. When you're trying new things and you've really got no idea whether it's going to work, it's just scary. But what I see, Nick and I, one of our favorite conversations is what we're going to do when we can start filtering money into a not-for-profit. Will we start our own? Are we going to just give to people who we know are doing awesome work? What type of connection do we want to have with them? What type of change do we want to see in the world? What are we passionate about? Who needs our help? How can we also share this with our children so that they know that when you work and earn money, it's not just for you, but it can be doing awesome things out there in the world? That is fucking exciting. And So, you know, I think that, I don't know, you know, her decision, her question about um, how does my version of spirituality enhance or limit my decision making when there's shitloads of bills to pay, it's almost as though the assumption is that you have to do dodgy things to pay your bills or to grow. And I just completely disagree with that. Yeah. I I mean, I think it's dirty. I think you can do sleazy things. But and the you, world is full of that. Yeah, but yeah. you don't have to. And this is this is what it comes back to, like circling back to the beginning of the conversation. It comes back to knowing what your values are and operating from them, saying no to things that don't feel good for you. All I know is that after my breakdown last year and breakthrough uh, and when we started the mastermind and my cash flow started to increase, 
I have been able to show up and do my best work. Yes. Because there has been the space. So that, that money that I make through the mastermind and that I've made through some of the other things that I do, including my business, um, that gives me the freedom to be a better version of myself. It's not integral to, to it, but it, it does give me the space. We need space in order to be able to, we, when we are living hand to mouth, nobody gets the best of us. Mm-hmm. And I have this uh, image, like I wrote down two word, words before, which are self-sacrifice. And self-sacrifice is not spiritual. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a, it's not a spiritually fulfilling way to live when you are sacrificing your own needs. When we're of service, this is one thing that I get quite riled up about is this idea of service because often it's in a, it's sold to us in a way that if we are just of service to everybody else, then our lives turn into this magical wonderland. We have to be of service to ourselves first. We have to be filling up our own cup. We can't just be continually giving to everybody else around us and not having anything left for us. And it's the same in money. It's the same with money in business. We can't be paying out everybody else. And this happens all the time too, right? And this was actually how your business ran for the first year or so was paying everyone else and not paying yourself very well. Oh, I didn't get anything from my business for ages. Yeah. And that doesn't serve the people that you're trying to serve because it's not sustainable. You can't, you can't be giving to everyone constantly without taking something for yourself, without creating something for yourself. So there's no, there's no grossness around that greed. Greed is like, I think the key is to figure out what does greed actually mean to you? Because mm. it's quite likely that when you get clear on that, you will see that whatever you did, whatever you do to make an income, to make your own life better so that you can impact others, isn't going to fall anywhere near that bucket that you've labeled as greed. Mm. And if it's not, then is money uh, so entwined with greed that it can't be separated? I think it can be. I think money, money isn't, greed isn't necessarily a product of money. Greed is something that can happen outside of money. You know, we can be greedy around all kinds of things. But there's a difference between having your needs met and being greedy. Yeah. Yeah, totally 100%. And there's also, you know, th- this concept of, of competition. You know, I feel like, you know, all of the stuff that Emma Kate brought up, we've all got our own stories about totally. this stuff. Like, yeah. And her, her, you can see where she's coming from with this question, which is, I cannot be a spiritual person and have integrity and grow a business that can pay bills. That's ultimately what she's saying, is that there's going to be stuff that gets in the way and I'm going to have to step on other people, like this competition thing. And I think, I think with that, 
I never think about taking other people's customers. I just think about (laughs) offering what I can offer to as many people as possible. That's it. It's not it's not a, a it's not a zero sum game. There is so many. Yeah, it's not like you winning there. doesn't mean somebody else loses. Correct. And so I think if we can kind of get that in our in our head, I have so many small steppers who have gone on to create their own food or health or lifestyle blogs, and I just cheer everybody on. Because Yeah, it was the same in I, Radcasters. I had people create podcasts that were pretty much the same as mine. It's I, I wasn't um, triggered by that. There is enough room for all of us and all of our voices. I think we should do an episode in coming weeks on competition because it mm. is something that is hugely triggering. Mm. We've both been triggered by competition in the past. Oh, my gosh. I could remember thinking it at the very, very start, when I did small steps to Whole Foods and I was kind of the first one to create a an e-course from that group of bloggers who were around at the time. And then I had a friend who was also way more a huge presence online just write and say, you know, loved doing um, small steps to Whole Foods, congratulations. I just wanted to let you know I've got something coming out that's kind of similar. I have been working on it for a while. And I was like, oh, well she's doing it. What's the point in me doing it? Because she's who she is. I'm just Lisa Cordoff. Who am I really? All of that stuff mm. came up. Uh, like why, why compete in this space with her? And I'm glad I shut that voice down. You probably helped me do that at the time. And just realized that also the way I was saying things was so different to the way that she was saying things and that there were going to be people who did both courses, some people who only vibed with her, some people who only vibed with me, and it's all okay. <laughs> there are millions of people <laughs> who Yeah, there's enough help. to go around. I think greed, greed, greed insinuates that there isn't enough to go around. That by, yeah, by taking something, you are, um, yeah, cutting off others from it. Absolutely. When there's so much to go around, there's plenty, there's more than enough. I have, I, I would say probably half the people on my email list, online business owners, <laughs> following how I do launches. And they're the ones who open up the emails and, you know, are watching all that kind of stuff. And I just figure, oh, good luck. Use the stuff that I've, I've, you know, created or whatever, create your own business, create your own level of abundance. And it, and it is about that, you know, abundance mindset is such a cliche term, but it kind of is true. I just, I've never really truly panicked about um, there not being a place for me and my business. It's been more that I've felt it with 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 the sales aspect of it as long as it's coming from within me and you know as you know I've got a copywriter helping out with a few things now and I actually said to her the other day it kind of feels like cheating a bit now because this is so good and I just what I feel like I don't even know what to do with myself and she said Lisa you've put in how many years of writing day in, day out for your business, crafting your message, connecting with people, being in conversation with them. It's okay for someone to help you out. (laughs) And I thought, oh, yeah, 
you know, I, I have built authenticity into my messaging for all of my products because it really is me. And if that's the case, but, but my story was that if it wasn't coming from me, if I wasn't writing every single word, it wasn't authentic and aligned and it was starting to get weird, sleazy, something, don't know. But I must say, having her help on things and having her help me craft stuff based on what I've already written or said before most of the time is just like, oh, this can feel way easier and enjoyable and next level. I don't know why I'm talking about this now, um, but I think it was about the whole part of it feeling really aligned. Mm. And the stories that we create around the sales process and around acquiring new customers, it's all, it's all 100% stories. Totally. So spirituality and money. Did we, even, did we even crack that nut? I just don't even know. Well, I think we kind of have, right? Like really what it's about, what, it, what is spirituality really? Well, I mean, that is a big question in itself. Right. For me, spirituality is being connected to myself and uh, being connected to whatever the other thing is, spirit, source, universe, God, whatever, having some level of faith mm. in something larger than me. And then money. Well, money gives me the space to be able to explore my spirituality further, share my message further. Are the two, is, is, is it chicken or the egg? Like, I'm not sure that they're even really connected because I could do this without money. Um, but I don't want to. Yeah. Yep. I want a roof over my head. I want an, I want to live a nice life where I'm not stressing about how I'm going to pay the phone bill or when my electricity is going to get cut off or how I'm going to pay rent because I've been there and it mm. certainly has not helped my connection to the bigger thing. It's mm. quite, it's made me question my faith. Mm. Whoa. Yes. So yeah, that was, there's a just mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> See you next Hang week. On. <laughs> yeah, stop right there. Said everything. And I guess, well, I mean, I guess for me, um, spirituality for me at the moment is is a very internal process. It feels like me getting to know me. And I feel like the further I go on my journey of that, the better work I do, the bigger impact I can give to people. And the more I can seep into trusting because for sure when you're first starting out you are following other people's models and frameworks a bit as you start to find your own um style or what feels right to you but in the in the beginning you know physical businesses online businesses often get support for how to find new customers it's a thing you know we need to have a brand. We need to be able to communicate what's the best way to find new customers. Is it a pamphlet drop? Is it a, you know, whatever it is. It's a thing that businesses have to think about to survive, to do the thing that they were created to do. And I feel like for me, I've broken down the idea that 
and you know I there was a lot about it I have experienced backlash in terms of you shouldn't be charging for this sort of stuff <laughs> and all of that is other people's stories and all I needed to do was get clear on my own like you said like get clear on my values get have it all feel in integrity be offering something way more valuable than the cost that I'm actually charging for it <laughs> um and we don't get to define that value. That is always defined by our customers. So I would say go to the people who you are serving and ask them, you know, whenever you feel like you might get out of alignment or you might have to do something that feels a bit outside of your comfort zone and a bit of a stretch when you're naturally come from a place of service, and just ask the people, just get in contact and ask them how they have been impacted by what you do and that'll fill your fucking cup. Absolutely. And make you realize that it's okay to seek more sometimes in terms of of customers and business growth it just means yeah. more good is being done in the world and i think for emma kate you know she does work in a world where there is a lot of greed and there is a lot of well blatant competition so when you are in those circles of course you're going to um question your own integrity and your uh, like how how ungreedy you're being and how you know the opposite of competition collaborative you're being the thing is though if you're thinking it's like people who go oh i think i might be a bad mum they're generally not a bad mum because they're thinking about their children <laughs> for someone like emma kate if you're thinking about this idea of greed and about this idea of competition, chances are you are living very much in the opposite of that. And, yes. and she's like the loveliest person. Absolutely. Exactly right. And I think, I think the key is that you are running this business in alignment with your, um, moral code. And that is so amazing. But just make sure it's not at the sacrifice of your own well being. Because you can make sure that the farmers are making a shitload of money and that your customers are getting a great product and then ripping yourself off as the middleman because you don't want to be seen by greedy. You cannot be greedy like a major supermarket chain. You cannot be, you know, coming from this place of blatant competition because it's not who you are. It's not what you stand for. Yeah, I think we could delete the whole episode and just have you say that <laughs> and we're done. Yeah. Because that's really the crux of it. It is. It is. If you, Yeah. I, I really think that it, it comes down to knowing what your values are, aligning yourself with them, but making sure you're not allowing those stories of negativity to, to ruin what could be something amazing. We do need money in order to do our best work. It's just the paradigm that we live in right now. Things might change in the future. We might live in a amazing, shared, collaborative community. But right now, money is the thing we need to pay our bills. It's the thing that we need in order to have the breathing space in order to create what we want to create in this world. So it's not an evil. Um, people make it evil. And if you're not evil, money can't be evil. Bada bing. Bada bing, bada boom. Until next week. See ya. Thanks for sticking around. See you next Monday.
Remember to subscribe and keep good company.